20 years ago, I was injured on the job, which left me with a severe permanent disability. It forced me to discover my true passion and purpose. It wasn't until I started my direct sales business and later became one of the company's gratitude ambassadors that I realized I am a giver, a humanitarian, a cheerleader, and have a deep desire to inspire others. I had no idea it was possible to have a bigger impact until I launched my podcast to inspire others to live their passion, reclaim their purpose, and be open to so many possibilities. I am your host, Candace Snyder, and this is the Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities Podcast. We're back for another episode of the Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities Podcast. And my guest today is Kathy Dirksen. Kathy is the founder of her company, Inspired Tenacity Global Solutions, Inc. She's dedicated to improving the lives of the women in her community and around the world. Kathy is an international speaker and 11 times number one bestselling author with stories that inspire the readers to take a leap of faith into reaching for their big goals. She has created a platform supporting women to share their own inspiring stories in collaborative books. In her program, Kathy takes you from chapter concept to published best-selling author in a simple, exciting process. Welcome, Kathy. Well, thank you for having me. I love your theme. Uh, and your story and your what you're doing and how you're helping women fits right into this theme. And so I can't really, I can't wait to dive in to let our listeners hear more about who you are, what your journey's been like, and what you're doing with these collaborative books. Because this has been something that's been on my mind as well. And so I'm excited to learn more. So why don't we start with, you know, your backstory? Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you were, what you're doing. And um, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> well, I will start by saying, if you'd asked me five years ago, if I was going to go into publishing and writing and becoming an author, I would have laughed at you. It was not something that was on my list of to-dos back then. And so my my journey has had a lot of twists and turns. And a big part of it has been really listening to my intuition and, you know, digging into that. What is it telling me? What's feeling right? Where am I supposed to be fitting in here? And I guess I'll take you back a few years. So it was around 2010 that my big shift started happening. And I think it was really sparked by, we were we were in a, a vehicle accident and there was a fellow on a motorbike who T-boned us. And needless to say, he did not survive. And it's, you know, that kind of event really makes you stop and think and, you know, just jump to that life is too short for yeah, a living absolutely. in a way that just isn't making you feel good and excited and inspired and and it, I think it really made me rethink where I was and what I was doing and and what kind of life am I living 
And at that time, and, you know, the writing had been on the wall for a long time, but it really took something like that to make me stop and realize I needed to make some big decisions and big changes. My marriage was very abusive and just a very toxic environment. I had two teenagers at the time that were both also, you know, suffering from being in a family situation that was not okay. And... At the same time, I realized I was also working in an environment that was very toxic and verging on abusive with some of the other people I worked with. And, you know, again, just thought, you know what, this is not okay. This environment that I'm in, the situation my family's in, what I'm doing at work. At that time, I was working in medical genetics. So I had spent 25 years working in that field, in hospital labs and public education and I love that field, and I like to say I've been a biologist since the age of three, and it will always be near and dear to my heart. But because that was such a specialized career path, leaving that job also meant I was leaving the career. So after all those years, I had I did made that decision to walk away from that. And at that time, I was doing a lot more kind of personal reflection on what is my path and what am I called to do? And I realized that I really was more of a people person and being in roles where I was in direct contact with people felt right. I knew that helping women in particular was a calling that I was really passionate about. And so at that time, I thought, well, finance is an area that a lot of women are challenged with. So I thought, well, that's what I'll do. I will go into financial planning. I will have a huge impact on their life and they will live happily ever after. <laughs> but needless to say, 10 years into that, you realize that you're pushing their products and saying their lines, but not really having an impact on people's life. And many of us have realized that information is not what's missing in most people's challenges, whether it's in success in life or in their finance. It's so much more around the stories we tell ourselves, those limiting beliefs that we have, the, you know, the environment we are brought up in, in coping with those things. So just being in a situation where you're just giving really information and filling in the blanks wasn't really having an impact. So about two years ago, I it's almost three years ago now, I made the even bigger decision to walk away from that whole corporate world and regular paycheck and and realized that I needed to do things my way if I was really going to have a true impact in helping people create the life they actually want to be living. And so that's what I did. I started my company, Inspired Tenacity. The focus has always been on helping women really change their life. And the book thing is something that's kind of evolved over those years. And I started my book journey in 2019. And at that time, I was still working my job. And so really, when I got involved with the books, it was really more around a desire to share my story with that understanding that it can help the reader to take on their own challenges in life. So, so that's where my journey started. Not so much my desire to be an author or seeing a value in having my story in a book, other than feeling that I could impact people's lives by sharing my story. And I do believe that, especially among women, I think 
that our stories really help each other find strength and courage and confidence and just going to realize we're not alone. We can do this together. And so that's where my journey started. And as the years went on, like you said, I've been in 11 books so far. I've got two, at least six books in the works right now that are in various stages of getting put together. And I really, over the last year and a half or so, decided that this is what I can do that really does have an impact on women's lives. It really does change. There's so many different components of it that people don't expect. So you're building a network, you're creating a a calling card if you're in business for yourself. And, but one of the biggest things I noticed too, is just that shift in confidence. Like when a woman, so many of us want to be authors and be in a published book. And, you know, it's kind of a big goal for a lot of people and to have it in a way that you only write one chapter. So it's pretty simple. It's only about four pages in a paperback book. And in doing that, you're really going through and clarifying your own story and your own lessons you've learned along the way. So it almost becomes therapeutic in a way. I was and, just thinking And that. then knowing that you're sharing that now and you're helping other women to, or other people in general, to take some strength and some courage and some new wisdom from your story. Listening to you tell it from the beginning, you know, of course, there's a lot of stuff that happened in between. I know because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I myself have been there too, where, you know, being in a marriage that wasn't a healthy marriage and having to make that decision, you know, to, to end it is very difficult. And, you know, when you have kids, you know, there's other lives involved here that you have to think about. But sharing the story, sharing your story of where you were to where you are now, really, it's not that much, like a lot has transpired in not a long amount of time. And when I listen to you, I feel like you did have that inspiration to make your life better. And that's the, like the key piece here that I want, especially our women listeners to hear is that you have to make a decision Like you don't want to be stuck. You don't want to be regretful years down the road to say, I should have done this sooner. Whether it's ending a marriage or changing a career path or whatever it is your dreams and goals are. And so was there something in particular that made you just say, okay, I'm ready? I think it was... Like when I really started this big change, I, I think it really was when I was reflecting after the accident and then also looking at my kids and realizing, you know, the impact that our environment was having on them. And and I think that's when it really hit me. You know, we have this idea, oh, I'll stay together for the kids. They have need this stable. But you know what? If that environment is actually causing them stress and uncertainty and confusion and 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 that idea as well around is this the example of a relationship that I want them to take away from their life and I think it was at that point so really looking at how it was impacting them what a role model I was being to them 
And that I think was the last straw when I really clued into that, that no, this is not the example I want them to have of what a relationship looks like. And, you know, really taking on that responsibility as a parent, that it's up to me to get them out of here and to start fresh. And like you say, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. And I knew there was going to be all kinds of hurdles for years to come. Right. But still knowing that facing all of that mm -hmm. was better for them than being stuck in this. And of course, yes, I did do all sorts of things to try to improve the situation and get us, you know, various counseling and help and that sort of thing. So we did go through all those kinds of things and it was clear nothing was going to change. Right. So getting out of there was really our only, that was the last choice. Right. And now your kids are grown and leading their own lives. And I'm sure that they can look back and say, yes, it was difficult to see my parents separate, but now the relationships are probably better separately, I, I would imagine. Exactly, exactly. And, and yes, neither of them, well, they both know for for sure that we all made the right choice mm -hmm. by leaving that environment and the only re i mean i know that we're here to inspire women to you know go after their dreams and don't you know sit back too long while you figure out all the details but you know <laughs> taking that inspired action and having that inspired tenacity um sometimes it's good to just share that you know a little bit more of information to to get people thinking and, and about changing their lives, right? So now you have this, you created this company and it's called Inspired Tenacity. And I love this word tenacity. Me too. <laughs> and so was there something in particular that made you choose that word? I mean, did something <laughs> in, I mean, yes, you have this story of what transpired, but I always like to hear like, more of how somebody came up with the name of something well it, it's actually kind of funny in a way because really at that time when i was going through all of that was when the the lesson of listening to my intuition and trusting my gut really was sinking in and so and even the example of you know me switching over to financial planning and starting all over again and doing all the credentials and you know completely from scratch with no background at all in that. And a lot of people will ask me, look, how and why did you do that? And really, that was me just listening to my gut saying, this is the direction you need to go and just trusting, okay. And the name Inspired Tenacity was another example of that, that it really just kind of came to me in that whole mess I was in of, you know, what are those important factors that I need to get through this mm -hmm. and, you know, inspiration to change anything. And then that tenacity to just keep going. It really just came to me as mm -hmm. a name. And when I first came out with my business and mentioned that name to a few people, I had some people tell me, well, that's a silly name. It doesn't even mean anything. And at first I was listening to that. I was thinking, oh, maybe I better change it. Maybe it doesn't mean anything. Maybe that's, you know, a stupid name. But then I started getting other people like yourself that heard it and said, I love it. It just says it all right there. 
And then I realized that my name now really is a self-selecting feature in my business, that you either get it and you love it or you don't get it. And so those are my people or not my people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was just thinking that. Um, which makes life a little easier because you know who are the who are the right people to connect with and who are not going to be the right fit. So it kind of makes life a little bit easier, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I want to talk about these collaborations, these book collaborations, but I want to talk about how the first book came about. So the, the, the first book that I started or the first book I was involved in? Well, you started, you were involved in a book first where you were an author of a chapter, correct? Yes. So you yes. weren't the publisher. So yeah. So the, the last three, so three out of the 11 that I've done so far are my books. So those last three are the ones that I created from scratch, brought the community together of authors and took us through the whole process with the publishing team working with us. And so the, what does that make? Eight, the eight before that were all other people's projects that I was just one of the authors contributing to. And so the, the ones that you contributed to, did each book have a different theme or did they center around the same theme. No. Nope, they all had different themes and and for me that's what really attracts me to different books is do I connect with that theme? Is that theme one that really you know makes my heart jump out and say that's my book. And my very first book was with a local group here in Vancouver and they've been doing books for a while. I think the book that I started in was their fifth book. So I'd been aware of their books. I'd been watching their progress. It was a group of women that I knew well, but I just, I didn't feel called to take part in any of them. And then they had the, the one I jumped into first was called, it was focused around emotional intelligence and mental health matters. And at that time, I, the story that I felt I really needed to share at that time was that journey I'd been on around realizing I just needed to change everything and realizing I had to get my kids out of this and and recognizing that that was not an easy journey and it took a lot of inspiration and tenacity and so I was just I was that title drew me to it yeah. and then I did two more with that same group and those ones were that was right in the middle of COVID at that point now and they were focused on getting through the pandemic and it was a group of women sharing their stories on how that had been for them. And then one of the others was making a big pivot in your life and a lot of different themes from there around business and community. One was focused on ripple effects, butterfly effects, things like that. So, so they were all ones that the theme really called to me. And one thing I find, too, is as you get into this kind of industry of authors and collaborative books that you start getting invited into different projects all over the place. And, and that's what really kind of took me in all these different directions, meeting new people, getting involved with different publishing groups. So, so far, I've been involved with seven different publishing groups. So it kind of gives me that experience to know, you know, what works well, what doesn't work well which are the groups that I think are really 
you know, exciting to work with. And that's one of the things that I did. I've chosen a couple of those publishing groups that I find to be really well-organized, easy to work with, and we can pretty much guarantee international bestseller. Wow. I know for a lot of people that had other experiences and where it just kind of got published and then puttered off into nothing. To me, that's part of the goal of putting a book out, especially as an entrepreneur. I think it's really important. These days, it's almost expected that we have author in our profile. Mm -hmm. And to be able to say that you're an international best-selling author, you know, that gives you that extra level of credentials there. And I I find that it, it opens up new doors. So when people know that you've been involved in writing, and quite often people then start getting involved in different speaking occasions and and the authors can also do their own um, like book signing events or other ways of marketing themselves and their businesses. So the book becomes a vehicle for building other kinds of success. And I always like to emphasize not to look at doing collaborative books as a money-making venture because it's not. There's very little money that comes out of the actual Amazon sales of a book. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is that we connect directly with a nonprofit group that's in alignment with the theme. And then all of the Amazon proceeds just go directly to that group. There's no having to split it up between 20 different people and keep track of all that. It just goes directly to the nonprofit group. Makes sense. So it becomes, you know, adding to that, that cycle of helping the community. And I'm, I'm all about giving back and supporting causes. So I love to hear that. but I do have a question for you. I don't know if this, you know, that saying the, the horse before the cart, the cart before the horse. So would you say that somebody who um, authors a chapter starts as like an author and then maybe goes into speaking or is it usually reversed or is it like 50 50? I would say it's really very personal and done differently by different people. And again, it depends what kind of business you're in, whether speaking is actually something you want to do. I would say that it, it almost naturally comes up after you have been involved in publishing, then you do start getting opportunities to speak like here on podcasts. And so, so I think it probably most often goes book first and then speaking. But I've bumped into quite a few speakers that that haven't published yet, which often surprises me, but <laughs> it's whatever you're comfortable with, right? Yeah, right. Well, I was just curious because I didn't know if there was like some specific, you know, natural formula or, you know, just that curiosity thing. So the books, you have three that are in the, three in the works now? No, three that are published so far this year. I've got about six Six, that are in the works right now. And again, going back to that idea of finding themes that really call people. Mm -hmm. Because I don't don't want to just find someone who wants to be in a book and then kind of stuff their story into a theme. I'd rather have several themes available and have people say which one speaks to them. Mm -hmm. Which one are they excited about? So right now I've, I've got a couple, well... My background being in science and tech, I've always had a spot in my heart for supporting women in science and tech. So I always have a special book that includes them. Mm-hmm. So with the books I've got out so far this year, the first one was Embrace Courage. 
The one in March was Women Transforming the Landscape of Science and Tech. And then in June, the book that came out was called Midlife Awakening. So, you know, again, very, you know, themes and titles that kind of either call you or they don't. Right. I and so the that. ones that I've got out now, I've got two that are focused on women transforming leadership. So one that's focused on business and community and one that's focused on leadership in science and tech. So that's my leadership group. And again, if you're an aspiring leader or you've got some excitement there, those ones will call you. The others, ones that I have right now, one is focused on grief. So that will be both experts in the field of grief, giving wisdom and advice on how to cope and deal with different kinds of grief, as well as regular people sharing their journey with grief and what they've learned along the way. Another one is focused on overcoming barriers to success. So things like imposter syndrome, mindset, a relationship with money, so many different things get in the way of us moving forward with our goals. And so again, maybe that one would tweak someone's interest. And a couple that I'm just rolling out right now, one is called the ripple effect of impact. So again, that one will be people sharing their stories of how they've made changes in their life, helped other people make changes in their life, and just create that ripple effect of that positive change. And then I've got one that's just getting going right now. It's not open to the general population. It's right now part of a summit group. And that one is called Midlife Makeover. So what we've done with that one, with, there's a summit going on right now this week. And we've now spun the book off of that summit. So we're, you know, making that theme live forever. That's awesome. I love the titles of all these books. Um, <laughs> I, being a former dental hygienist, love all the science uh, too. I like to play Petri dishes, you know, when I was in college. <laughs> so I totally get that. Um, but every single book that you mentioned I can see how women would be drawn to each one. Um, so this is perfect. And <laughs> I know that, you know, for those that are interested in learning more about you and your publications and the books and how to get a hold of them, we will be able to have those in the show notes. But if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, as far as social media goes, LinkedIn is where I'm at most often. Mm -hmm. The other ones I'm around, but not necessarily very active. My website is pretty simple. So it's just inspiredtenacity.com. And then that will take you to tabs that have my previous books, my new book projects, all sorts of other information like that. And that will have details about each book and what the different uh, points around word count and investment and all those things as well. So, so those are the easiest ways to get in touch with me. And I also have a gift page as well. And so from there, you can book a complimentary half hour with me. And you can also download some PDFs of a few of my previous books. Perfect. That is wonderful. I love it. So what would you tell somebody who's never written a chapter or even, you know, they're not really big on writing articles? Can anybody do this? Yes. Yes. And and just to add a twist to it all, I'm actually dyslexic. So mm -hmm. writing and reading have never been 
something I do often or smoothly or quickly. <laughs> so, so if I can get past those barriers of mine to step into doing this, then yes, it is possible for anyone. And we also do have ghost writers that I work with. So if, if someone really doesn't think they can write or isn't happy with their writing, they can work with the ghost writer. And yes. then that way they can, that just they can share their, their story, story and somebody else writes it for them. Yes. Great. And, and of course they would always have, you know, final say in whatever got, so it wouldn't be that they just took over and wrote it, but they would do it with you. Right. Right. I actually had a ghostwriter on as a guest and we talked about the feeling that, you know, it's, if you're, if you're going to go that route, you want to make sure that the person writing for you can grasp the feeling that you're trying to portray. So That's a good this point, is yes. great. I love that you shared about being dyslexic because that's just an even another level of inspiration for somebody who may feel that they're holding themselves back from doing something that they really want to do. And because as you mentioned, you know, so many people do want to be authors. So that's great. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> and I think, like, as I mentioned at the beginning, that if you'd asked me if I was going to get into publishing as a career, I would have laughed at you because, like I said, reading and writing were never things that I focused a lot of time on. Yeah. I love your story, Kathy. Kindness looks good on everyone. And that's why the Passion, Purpose and Possibilities podcast has partnered with The Kindness Cause, a creatively curated online shopping experience of fashion-forward gifts that donate to nonprofit organizations to help you shop with purpose and donate in style. Together, our mission is to spread kindness, give back, and empower individuals to pursue their dreams through our exclusive line of inspirational merchandise that not only uplifts your spirits, but also gives back to those in need. Every purchase donates to a charitable nonprofit organization. To see this exclusive line, make a purchase and support a cause, head over to the show notes for the direct link. On the podcast, though, you know that I ask my three P questions too. So, my first question to you is there something you're passionate about that people don't know about you? Hmm, well, everybody definitely knows about my passions around midlife women and books and all those kind of fun things. I guess the one thing people might not know about me, I guess I am passionate about pets. Dogs, in particular, I think are my, my favorite. And Right now I have, well, I guess she's not a puppy anymore. She's three. So we're, we're still really adjusting our relationship, but the dogs that I've had before that. So I had one dog that made it to 13 and the next one made it to 16 and they were my rock. You know, they were like my other person, my partner in all those years and especially my last dog. And, you know, we went through the divorce together, the moves, the career changes, you know, all kinds of stuff. And she was my rock. So I felt that so, just, I felt that just now. I know Pete, nobody can see us because we're, we do audio, you know, we're on Zoom, but you know, when I, the episode comes out, it's audio, but 
my dog as well. So I totally like felt that. I know what that's like to have that pet, that animal that just is, gives you that unconditional love that is there for you all the time. Of course, they can't say anything, but you can just see it in their face and their eyes. Yes. So, yes. yes. Well, love every second that you're with that puppy, <laughs> that puppy that's not a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to know each other much better now that she's a grown up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the second question is, what is your definition of purpose? Oh. <sighs> I would say purpose is what gets you up in the morning. Like, what is that thing that you feel is why you are getting out of bed in the morning? And one of the things that I, one of my favorite little quotes is, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do that. Because what the world needs is more people who have come alive. And to me, that aliveness is your purpose. So the, what it, whatever it is that makes you feel energized and excited and focused. And again, you're getting up in the morning and you're going and doing that. <laughs> That's your purpose. I love it. Okay. The last question is, is there a possibility, a dream or a vision you have that hasn't come to fruition yet? Well, in my business, my big vision is around supporting midlife women to step into new possibilities in their life and to really give each other that permission to even look at what we want for our lives after all these years of looking after everybody else. So with that as my bigger vision, the books are a big part of how I do that right now. But the next part of that will be doing more speaking so traveling and speaking would be where I'm working towards. So it would be lovely. The books that I've got right now is a very international community around Australia, Europe, UK, South Africa, all over North America. So it'd be wonderful to actually travel and meet some of these women and have speaking engagements and continue that whole idea around, you know, really helping midlife women, especially to step into new possibilities along with me. That's very exciting. You must have a long, long list of places to travel on your bucket list. <laughs> I, I feel like getting a map and putting it up on my wall. You should. Yeah, putting pins all over the map of where my authors have come from. <laughs> would you have a preference of where you would want to go first if you had a choice? Hmm. Well, Australia would definitely be on the list. I haven't actually done a lot of traveling yet in my life. So there's so many places I would love to go. And even uh, working with some of the groups in Finland and Iceland and South Africa. I'm still debating whether I want <laughs> how I feel about South Africa, but obviously they're wonderful people and I've met so many great people down there. But so, so yes, definitely there's the, those things that are, for going there because it's a beautiful place I want to see versus the places that, you know, it's like an educational, you know, what is their life like? What can they share with me about their challenges? And right. There's, there's a lot of kind of angles on travel. Yeah. A safari too. Yes. Yes. That'd be I, I, it's interesting. The last, over the last year, year and a half, I've seen quite a few people 
going on safari. You know, it's yes. all that glamping. You know, like yes. it be. <laughs> pretty fancy. Yeah, I've got some contacts in that. That'll definitely be on my list too. Yeah, that's great. Well, I love your vision. I love what you're doing. I love that you're helping so many women. And I think, you know, as I said in the beginning, your personal story is so inspiring that that you should be out there sharing it more and speaking about it. And I, you'll just help so many more people. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. My pleasure. And I um, hope to see you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, please submit a rating and review and share with a friend. This helps us reach more listeners so we can make a bigger impact. From time to time, we share our reviews live on our episode. Your review could be the next one we share. Please head on over to our website, passion, purpose, and possibilities.co to receive a free gift I am waiting for you. And if you heard something today that truly inspired you, I would love to hear about it. You can email me at Candice Snyder at passion, purpose, and possibilities.co. Thank you again for listening.